You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. I want to talk about coming out of the closet. And ladies and really? gentlemen, that's how we start the show with, with Mike coming right on out of the closet. You heard it here first, right at the top of the show. Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 181. I think this is another palindrome for us, because it's the same number backwards and forwards, or whatever the hell that means. And Mike's out of the closet on episode 181. Mike, do you want to explain? Yes, I do, for some reason. No, uh, okay, so I have a minute. Uh, I'm taking this week off, as, uh, as I like to call it, a staycation. We're not going anywhere. So I decided to put my uh, time to use here. And so I went into this closet right next to where I'm podcasting from, which is kind of like my catch-all. And I went in there and started throwing things and making room and, you know, uh, uh, us geeks and nerds, we always like to hang on to our boxes from all these components that we buy and all oh, our yeah. other stuff. Yes, and at some point I'm going, no, I don't really need it. Check it for manuals. Uh, install discs if you really need them, but a lot of them you're better off downloading drivers directly. So I've just been throwing out boxes and that kind of stuff, made some room in there, and then moved the safe that I had here in my uh, out in the outer part here, moved that in there with the file cabinet on top, just made some room and doing some house cleaning. So... And not, I'm not working out horribly hard, but I did spend a few hours doing that and kind of started in the one corner of my room, which is just a big pile of stuff that I threw there. So uh, tomorrow I hope to work on the two desks that I got here and bring some semblance of order, but knowing me, it'll only be temporary. But uh, so that's what I'm kind of doing is just uh, and then if I you know get this done, then there's the other the other part of the basement out there that needs some attention. But yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now. So all of you uh, people out there who's excited about me coming out of the closet, I hate to disappoint you. Well, it's always disappointing when you come out, peek out of the closet, and step back in. That's just, well, that's all I'll say. I would like to compliment you on the lovely hat you're wearing. Yes, I decided to dress up for you guys, even though Mark can't see my lovely hat. Uh, yeah, so I flash Kevin. And, no, again, double entendre there, people. It's the uh, the Flash, the comic book character. This is a hat that, I don't know, he was cleaning out lockers at school, and I found it. And I thought, hey, it's kind of uh, nice. And so when I was cleaning out stuff, I found it in there. So I thought I would wear it tonight. Uh, just for you guys and then I'd also thought about doing this ah oh, he's got a pipe there an old corn cob pipe yes yeah, so that's my father-in-law's I found that too you know smoking I do not advocate smoking but I just thought it was nice uh, a- uh, affectation so there I you. thought about that too and I even wore a special shirt for Mark and he can't see that I have on one of my Hawaiian flowery shirts you know it's it's all fancy and it's got big old flowers and all kinds of shit. Even shows off a little chest hair here and there. So oh, I mean, good god! We, you know, now now I know how traumatizing our show normally is for the listeners because I'm listening and I can't see any of this, and I'm like, oh my god! I, I actually, I'm glad that we don't do video. <laughs> yes, our awesomeness would completely blind you, Mark. Yes. It would. Oh, you would just be totally blinded. You'd be blinded by the light, wrapped up like a... I can't remember the rest of the words. There's something about a douche in there. Yeah, wrapped up like a... Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and we are being completely offensive tonight, apparently. Yes, so. and, I, and I sang again in the show, oh. so... Um, yeah, that's just the way it works around here, folks. Well, as we're recording this, we'll move on to a, something more more lively... Um, well, not exactly lively, but 
We'll, uh, we'll, what, what are you, he's, Mark's, Mike's pointing at something. Well, don't you think we ought to introduce Mark? We've been abusing him. Do you Mark think who? That, yeah, I don't Marco Polo? Oh. oh, yeah. Hey, Mark, say hello to the good <laughs> folks. Hey, guys, how you going? Jeez, I love being the butt of everyone's joke. You love your butt? What? <laughs> I, I, I must admit, it does look pretty fancy in the mirror, but, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, he's got payback. All right, All right, there no. we go. There we go. See now, I picture not, you know, I, just not when I'm in the main Kearney, That's just too much. But have you seen the the clip from the new Minions movie where they got the one uh, Minion, uh, what's his name, Stuart, where he's walking along in a thong? That's just how I picture Mark. They just show him walking, a little yellow guy walking along I, with a red I, thong. I love from, how you're watching a kids animated film clip and you're thinking of me wearing a thong. Well, no, I didn't until you talked about... Lo- about you, Kevin. <laughs> Not until you started talking about looking at your own butt in the mirror. That's when it came up, so... Just saying. Just saying. Your, your mind needs to be uh, washed out with a fire hose. Probably. It wouldn't hurt things. So, <laughs> But anyway, well, we're recording this on the 7th of July, and the 4th of July just passed, and it's... I think I've said it before. It's, one, it's my second favorite holiday... I actually, myself and a good friend of mine make a pilgrimage. Uh, We drive about an hour and a half from where we live up into Pennsylvania to the store where we can buy fireworks of all shapes, sizes, and colors. It's like a grocery store. It's just like a small grocery store, but it's nothing but fireworks. And we go in there and we buy stuff. Plus, because we go up there and we spend so much money. Although I did pretty good this year. I only spent a couple hundred dollars on fireworks. Um... We, uh, but then you it, blow them all up. But that's the fun part. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it was only... Uh, but we get like buy one, get one free, or buy one, get two free, because there have been years where we have left there with close to $1,500 worth of fireworks in the vehicle. Good Lord. Yeah, so um, I'll just leave it at that. But anyway, you know, we had a great 4th of July. The kids love the display. And in all fairness, the stuff I buy up there... It's perfectly legal that what I set off here, I live in Virginia, and Virginia has kind of mid-road, middle-of-the-road types of laws when it comes to fireworks. Stuff can't go any higher in the air than 15 feet, and, you know, it's, it's you know, it's kind of fountains and things like that, smoke bombs and firecracker fountains and things like that. So it's, but I go up there because I can buy these fountains that, especially as, as I get older, are really nice because I can light them, and they go for a long time. <laughs> I can go sit down and watch the fountain and before I have to go get something else to set off. Um, so we had a lot of fun. We had some family over, and uh, the kids had some friends over, and it was a it was a blast. And as always here in my neighborhood, the, uh, you know, I had that kind of stuff. My neighbor had that stuff that went with me. But then some of the people, you know, a few blocks out from me, had the big stuff that you see set off at professional displays. You know, you'd be, I'd be standing there getting ready to light something. All of a sudden, you'd hear this thump, <laughs> and you'd hear this big, loud launching sound. And then, you know, two blocks over, a shell burst. You know, about 150, 250 feet in the air, and you know, big. I mean, big stuff. The stuff you see at at you know small towns and county type displays. And, um, and then you felt inadequate. No, I didn't, because I'm too old and slow to get away from that stuff now. <laughs> See, we, don't, we don't even do that. We just let the neighbors do it, and I'm pretty sure they shot off of, oh, quite, uh, several hundred dollars worth of stuff. One of them even got knocked over, and one of the uh, 
I don't know if it was a Roman candle or something that was launching something up. Uh, one of them hit our window. Uh, so oh. that's kind of interesting. Oh, I actually had this year, I had one fountain that was going off, and I'd backed up when I, the normal distance. I always back up away from stuff about 25 feet. And all of a sudden, I looked up, and this thing just shot past my ear. It was just like a little spark that came out of the fountain. Because every once in a while, you'll get a stray one that'll shoot off to the side. Uh, but it shot by my ear, and then it went, pew! And I went, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and, and I won't say that I haven't been burned or something like that. I set my foot on fire one year, lighting off fireworks. I've, you know, I've had stuff go off in uh, my hand. Please tell me there's a video of that. Um, no, because there was nobody oh. around to carve it into the stone tablets at that time. So, <sighs> no, I was. All right, well, next year you've got to do that. Well, the, no, because I'm not that stupid anymore. I was a neighbor <laughs> said to make it easier to light the fireworks, and this is when I was a kid. I was probably. 10 years old, he said, here, use a road flare, which was a good idea, you know, because you could reach over, it would light it really quickly, and I could get away. Well, what I didn't think about is the phosphorus and stuff that drips off of a road flare, and I had on open-toed sandals, and it dripped down between two toes, burned a hole in my sandal, and burnt the crap out of my foot. I mean, just uh, burnt the crap out of my foot. And I've had stuff... You know, I've lit firecrackers and the fuse went way quicker than you expected it to and had them go off in my hands and your hands tingle and you feel numb and, you know, little stuff like that I've had happen to me. But it was, I was reading this story and it is tragic, but it makes me wonder about what goes through some people's mind. This guy up in Maine here in the United States launched what's called a mortar and a mortar is something that you put in a tube light and it launches itself out and then goes up and explodes it's like a little canister type of firework and yes i know all these things all too well um, but this dude set it off on his head and it killed him instantly hmm. and this is after maine i think uh and this is part of the reason for the story they just re they just started allowing having fireworks back in 2012 because here in the united states it's state by state the states decide what you can use, what you can shoot off. And, and Mark was talking about the fact that out where he is, you can't have diddly squat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. I think for a few years uh, in the uh, in Canberra, which is the Australian Capital Territory where our federal government's based, um, I think that they still permitted the sale of fireworks and use of fireworks there. But I think since then they've outlawed it there as well, pretty much right across the country. Um, we can't personally have fireworks. I mean, we, you know, we miss it. it. It's a shame, but it was the... And look, you know, I don't want to pass judgment on, on this poor guy that, that passed away as a result of this accident, but it was, out here anyway, it was the result of drunken behaviour mixed with fireworks, mixed with just silliness. Let's see what we can do that caused so many injuries and, and a few deaths that the Australian government just said, you know what, no more, we're, we're just not going to do it anymore. Uh, it's too dangerous to people's health. And I look, I remember as a kid, I went uh, with my uncle to uh, a fireworks night once and um, big, massive bonfire. And anyway, you know, we, we've got the bag of fireworks as kids so that you can let them off one by one and stuff like that. Anyway, I was getting towards the end of the night and, and someone still had pretty much a bag of fireworks that hadn't been used. Well, someone in their 
infinite wisdom, decided, oh, let's just throw the whole bag of fireworks into this big, massive bonfire. Now, I say it was a big, massive bonfire. I mean, look, I was 10, and this thing looked like three or four times taller than I was at that age. <laughs> it probably wasn't that big. You know when you're a kid, everything looks bigger than it really is. Um, Most but, everything. You know, yeah. But, you know... Um, Someone threw it in, and there was just fireworks going left, right, and center, and everyone was running and just diving. And, and thank God no one got hurt or injured. But it's just that kind of mentality that um, you, you've just got to deal with. And unfortunately, the, the few people that do the wrong thing uh, damage the enjoyment for everyone else. And that, that's where, you know, I, I, look, I respect the laws and so forth, that it's, it's there to protect everyone. Um, but at the same time, if people were sensible about these things and, and respected the dangers, I, I think we could you know, have them without them being illegal, frankly. So the, the country that gave us Darwinism um, has outlawed fireworks to help uh, you know, keep that uh, Darwin's Law going? Or? Um, with hope, Mike. Let's put it that way. Hope. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's why that's why well, they outlawed guns as well, well because right. You know, it depends which side you go on the the gun law debate, and, and you guys know my opinion on it. Right. So I won't refresh oh, yeah. it again. But um, it, it's one of those things that um, we kind of believe out here that if you have access to them, there's a, a higher likelihood of doing the wrong thing, um, or being well, silly with it, or stuff like that. So. Well, it's, I'm not it's trying. Not, it's not proof, though. You know what I mean? No. It's, right. Well, I'm not trying to make fun since you know somebody did die from that. But you know, you do have to wonder sometimes that you know people are you know no matter how many laws, there's always going to be people of questionable intelligence. Because somebody on uh, my Facebook page posted a, uh, a compilation video of people doing stupid things with fireworks. Like one guy held a Roman uh, Roman uh, candle was, up to his was actually sent one out on Facebook. It might have even been the same one. Could be. Yeah, Somebody... and, and someone shot at this guy holding like a shield, shot a firework out at oh, him. Yeah. And he, yep. yeah, and, oh, and I've seen a lot like, of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny, especially you know, when the guy's crotch catches on fire or uh, what was the other I one? I think that it's I the saw? same one that I saw, Mike. And, and Probably. Like, yeah, it is, it is very funny. It's like, what, what was that show that they did? Jackass. Um, you know, that had that kind of same type of thing. Admittedly, they took some precautions. They at least had <laughs> medical people on standby. <laughs> yeah. I... Um, but, uh, look, uh, the, I guess people who do that are, are temporary humans, aren't they? I mean, well, I mean do it, it at your own risk. You it, know? It, it, it's like you say. I mean, there is um, – it. Darwinism, you can call it what you want, and it is sad that this guy, because he was only 22 years old, it's very sad that he died. There was a guy in Nebraska that was also killed, and probably if I did a few more, a little more searching, I would find another, you know, some other stuff. There's a famous American football player, uh, NFL football player, that uh, hurt his hand, has been in the hospital since Saturday, and he's one of the premier players for the New York Giants. So Jason Pierre-Paul, for those that know anything about American football. So, I mean, there's all kinds of things like this. But when you talk about uh, Darwinism and things like that, there's also the thing I remember years ago, and Mike might remember this, here in the United States at one point, something really popular was the motorized three-wheelers, you know, oh, the mm -hmm. ATVs. 
Well, they said, oh, these mm. things are way too dangerous. Too many people are getting hurt. Uh, you know, all this so, stuff. Something happened out here um, with they, the quad bikes as well, that type of thing. Well, that's the thing. So they outlawed the three-wheelers. They said, mm-hmm. no more importing, no more making them. Only the quads, only the four-wheelers. And you know what? Stupid continued. And and I oh, yeah. and I say this in, in, in the seriousness in the fact that one of my friends growing up, his uh, she was in her late teens at the time, daughter had an accident and had a severe head trauma from not wearing a helmet and two days later passed away from that accident. Yeah, and I know somebody like that too. And I have a co-worker that got injured really bad riding one of those and fortunately she recovered and she's fine, but... I mean, it, it comes down to the fact that no matter what you do, the government can only protect people, a government, I should say, right. can only protect people from themselves so much. There you can't, is, yeah. you yeah. can't legislate common sense. Yeah, and, it, it, mm-hmm. and it, you know, there are certain hot, hot button issues, and I'm not going to get into any of those because I don't want to get all political here uh, and we joke and kid around about certain things. But it, it just it never amazes me. It's where you know pass the law to stop this, pass the law to stop that, and it doesn't stop things. These things still happen. And right. Yeah, and and look, I'll say something on on just the gun side of things. We still have guns in Australia. We still have shootings in Australia, much less than before. And now it's mainly only organised crime, which. I shouldn't say it's good, but they tend to just kill each other anyway. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, But they're still accessible, even though it's illegal. It's just not everyone can have them, so they're not as prolific. So I I guess when I see a a news headline that a child has found a gun and shot a sibling or a friend or a parent or something like that, that distresses me. That's like, oh, if that gun wasn't there, then that child wouldn't have accidentally shot themselves or someone else. Um, well, and I'm yeah. trying not to take it too political either, but, you know, it, I think it's kind of human nature. I'm going to just speak in general terms. It's kind of general nature, though, that when we see something, you know, tragic happen, we would rather do something to make ourselves feel better than to address the, the root cause of the problem. Uh, you know, like trying to, you know, educate people about safety or, you know, um, instead of maybe passing gun laws, maybe we had to deal, do start to do something with the criminal, you know, side of things. You know, what makes people become criminals? You know, it, you know, it's, but we take. I suppose it's the easy way out, uh, and just say, you know, guns, or you know, get rid of them, or you know, get rid of fireworks, or get rid of whatever. Drugs, you know. same, right. same thing. Yes, it's all. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with that, Mark. It's all. Yeah, instead of it, to some core social issue. Right. Instead of dealing with the behavior, it's easier to just mm-hmm. deal with something tangible that you can. Oh, you know, they're gone. Co- so this eliminates the effect. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that's and that's exactly it. That's always my point. You've got to be careful. I mean, again, if you want any type of freedom, I don't see where a government, any government, can completely protect people from. And I, I, I don't want to say the word stupid, but I don't know a better word to use. Or protect them from their own inadequacies. People are well, still going to do bad things, and their people are going to get hurt. And yeah, you can get rid of some things, but I my belief is that other people the the, the worst things are still going to happen because those people are just 
predisposed. Well, I don't know what right. better way to say it. Well, my my uh, philosophy is uh, educate, don't legislate, uh, because you know we've got things here. Um, you know, one of my pet peeves in this country is that uh, working at the school. You know, I talked to the cook, and they've had a lot more. Um, regulations put on the uh the lunch program uh some of them which has bothered me because i thought you know they're putting more and more restrictions on the the local programs i think they'd be and i get you know it's fine that they want people to eat healthy but i think you're better off to educate people and educate the people preparing the meals and doing that and to, to what's best and then trust people to do it instead of having this philosophy that, well, we know best. We're going to tell you what to do. Um, mm. Yeah, well, yeah, so the all or nothing approach doesn't necessarily right. work. Yeah, because the lunch program, I know uh, as I have kids in school, they've changed the lunch program. The And it's a lot of it's federally mandated, I think, as, yes. as, as Mike will say. And my kids have said, you know. There's a lot, you, you, you have two extremes now that they see. You have a lot of kids that are getting the lunch, and because of the way, whatever the requirements are, and I don't know what they are, so I'm not going to go into that, right. uh, you see a lot more food going in the trash that's mm-hmm. not being eaten. Uh, mm-hmm. Where instead, well, of, instead of eating unhealthy food, where they were at least getting something, then they're getting nothing. And then sh- then they're telling me the other side to it is, and you know, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. Where you had, where you you know, you get into a point where you have athletes that are big people, big guys consume more calories naturally, mm-hmm. uh, female or male athletes. It doesn't matter. They tend to consume more calories in some ways, and or certain types of calories and carbohydrates, whatever you want to call it. But these kids are, you know, because everything's measured down to you can only have X of of this. Then One size kids, fits all. These kids are going hungry for the rest of the day. Yep. You know, yeah, and I, I, I worry about eating disorders then at that stage. Um, well, you know, another story that I had heard that kind of, you know, pushed my buttons a little bit, you know, especially since, you know, I've mentioned it here before, my oldest son is autistic. There was a story, I believe, from Colorado about an autistic boy that was bringing his lunch to school. And sometimes uh, they can be a little finicky about what they eat because of textures or something like that. So he, uh, I forget exactly what his whole meal was, but it was like potato chips and something else. But, I mean, that was all the mother could get him to eat. Maybe it isn't the healthiest thing in the world. But, like I say, when you're fighting all those different issues, you kind of have mm-hmm. to pick the pick your battles in some of those cases. Well, he took his um, lunch to school and like I say, he brought it. It wasn't the part of the food program, but they wouldn't let him eat his lunch because they decide well, by federal mandate they couldn't let him eat his meal because it wasn't the proper meal. It was the parents that made the decision, but they weren't allowed. And like I say, it was it's this whole one size fits all philosophy that you must eat this. Well, if you can only get the child to eat certain foods, your mandates really aren't going to work. So I, I have a problem with you know just blanket. You know yeah. things like that, and that's why I, I, you know, and I, you know, I'm still trying to keep this not, you know, uh, keep this from being too political. But I do believe that people, if you educate people and allow them to make their own decisions, you're better off than trying to mandate a one size fits all philosophy for everybody that, you know, may or may not work. 
Yeah, I mean, if you yeah. if, if you help people understand and they still want to make a poor choice, I mean, I who I I face this in 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 work and stuff like that, where I know something there's a risk to something, but if I weigh it out, I think and I'm, I'm speaking in the metaphor of this child that you're talking about out in Colorado, mm. his parents are dealing with so many other issues that, you know. It's enough to deal with the, the the ten other problems this poor poor boy has. Mm. If eating and he's doing semi well, I mean, you know, he's not mm-hmm. unhealthy from eating. I mean, that's not causing any other physical problem. Let the kid eat what the kid will eat. I right. mean, uh, hopefully, and also some... kids change over time as well. Oh yeah, um, they they, know, they, they my, do change what they eat. My, my two pretty much eat everything that we we serve up to them, uh, but. Uh, Nicholas, who's got a, a friend that has doesn't have specific dietary needs, but is extremely fussy. If it's not the right type of chip, he won't eat it. If it's not <laughs> this and that, and it's and every time he comes across for dinner, it's like, oh my god, what <laughs> what are we going to do today? You know, and just very very fussy. So a child like that, oh, yeah. you can't force and say, hey, eat this, because otherwise, what will happen, and I know what happens, he, all the, the food that is prepped for his lunch, he, he takes home and he, he doesn't eat, and it gets wasted and gets thrown out, right. therefore he's not eating, um, and that's not healthy either, so I, I mean, out here, it's a little bit different, we don't have, we've got the the, uh, the lunches that can be ordered via the school canteen, uh, but a lot of people still pack lunches for the kids, and the kids take lunches from home, uh, we don't have too many restrictions. I just generally ask, oh, look, anyone with peanut allergies, try not to give peanut butter and stuff. But beyond that, um, it's pretty flexible. They've got a – with the school my kids go to, they've got a dedicated uh, crunch and sip uh, thing that they do for morning tea where they've got to take a bit of fruit, some grapes, some apples, something like that, and that's the one healthy bit. And for lunch, the school doesn't care. It's like whatever you can get the kid to eat. <laughs> yeah, get and they, the kid to eat. We don't want them passing out in the playground. Yeah, when my kids were in elementary school, they had something similar to the, what you're calling the crunch and sip program, where they were supposed to take something slightly nutritious. You know, it could be a, an energy bar, it could be a granola bar, you know, something like that, or a piece of fruit, some grapes, or something like that. Um, and then, you know, they have water or something to drink. So it was, you know, that was that combination. And lunch, they left him alone. My kids still to this day pack their lunch. They don't, they rarely ever, they said because the food in the school is so bad. And they said sometimes it smells so bad. It's almost they don't want to go in the lunchroom because of the way it smells from the stuff that's being cooked and served. Mm. So, oh, wow. <laughs> well, and I will, that, give, bad. I will give our school credit because, well, I do know the cook. Um, you know, small town, you know, everybody here. And so, uh, you know, and she's tried different things to, you know, work within, you know, the guidelines that they set. And she comes up with some meals, and I think she does pretty good. And I think a lot of people enjoy the meals. So, you know, she tries hard. But, you know, uh, you know, you were talking about they would, uh, to meet these guidelines, they got to serve certain foods. Well, I think one of the mandates, and I don't know if that got changed or not, was that you had to serve, um, I forget what exactly it was, like orange food, like, two times a week or something like that. In other words, squash, carrots, uh, that kind of stuff. And I know she tried sweet potato fries. Well, that's one of those things that are kind of hit and miss. Some people like them, some mm. people don't. I'm sort of, you know, they're okay, but, you know, it wouldn't be my first choice. But, you know, she's tried different things, and, you know, when I haul the stuff out, I can kind of see, you know, what what's a success and what isn't just by what's in the bottom of the trash can there. So, um 
you know, that's kind of uh, the barometer. Either that or they can go back for seconds. They have to pay 50 cents extra for that, but they can go back for seconds. And, you know, you can kind of gauge a meal by how popular it is, by how many kids go back mm-hmm. for seconds. So there's ways you can kind of gauge it. And like I say, uh, you know, I'll give the, the cook uh, props because she does – you know, try to do her best to come up with some, you know, interesting meals. And I suppose in a larger school, you know, you kind of, it's kind of more of a factory type setting and, you know, they do what they can, I guess. But, uh, you know, so this one here, they, they do it pretty good. And I think the kids like the meals and I don't think the price is overly bad. It's like three and a quarter for, you know, for the noon meal. Um, yeah, I think it's like two sixty five or $3 or something like that here. And um, yeah, and, and that's true. I mean, in no, the bigger three twenty-five is an adult. I forget what the kids is. But yeah, okay. Right. But yeah, it's you know right. somewhere in that price range. But the kids, right. um, I mean, when I was going to school, and I went to school in small schools. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, well, the county I grew up in at that time was very small, and the meals. I mean, the, I remember the cooks actually made rolls, bread. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had mm-hmm. dinner rolls that were made fresh there at the school. It wasn't something bought and served it was something made fresh and you know they did they put on uh, i know in L, in grades one through five we had fantastic food right S- grade six seven and eight it was a different school eh, not so much well but then i got to high school and it was gotten much better from grades nine through 12 the food was pretty good so it it, it does well. it varies and the cooks do try mm-hmm. i had a right. i had a friend of mine that worked in a cafeteria and I used to help her sit down and try to plan a menu out. You know, she'd say, "Well, I got to have a fruit. I got to have this. I got to have that." And this is before the current manual uh, government mandates that are out there. So, I, you know, I pity the cooks. I, right. I, really, I feel sorry for them because mm-hmm. they're working with so many different things, and then sometimes right. the food that they get is also government funded food. And uh, yeah, you know, and- it's not the high. I won't say it's it's bad for anybody, but. It's, it's not grade A. It's not grade A food. No, no, no. no. Yeah, because you know, like I say, um, I don't. Uh, I don't usually eat at school. I bring my own, but once in a while, when I do, and they serve broccoli, I'll avoid that because the uh, the broccoli, the stems may be a little woody, and it's just you know doesn't appeal to me. And you know, it's not the cook's fault. They get in what they get, and they have to deal with price. And our school, they have. Uh, fresh baked bread they don't make the dough they get frozen bread dough in but they bake it fresh so you know that's kind of a compromise and so you know they try to do as much you know fresh as possible uh they do you know take the open the box and put it on the the tray thing but for the most part uh, they try to keep it fresh baked and um and you know uh, wholesome or whatever and but still the kids will for the so the kids will eat it well, there was uh, there's a mandate. I don't know if it still exists that they want you to year round serve fresh vegetables grown locally. And I'm going um, okay. <laughs> uh, the growing season for vegetables kind of ends about September October. Right. School starts, you know, and then for most of the school year there isn't anything unless it's yeah. grown in a hot house and it's not and like. And you're in a warmer clime than we are, so exactly. that's exactly yes. Yeah, I don't think that is here. Uh, not that I'm aware of, uh, but you know, like I say, they they work with uh, the cook works with a couple distributors, and you know, as far as prices and food and everything else, and she'll try some new things once in a while. And they try. Yeah, you, you got to give them credit. So, boy, that was a real thing. We went from fireworks to food. So, 
Oh, so you just described the fourth well, of July. Well, if you had to run food, you'd have fireworks in another manner, and then they'll be checking out your office, Kevin. Yeah, I won't say how many <laughs> baked beans and stuff I ate over the weekend, so we won't yeah, go into that. If we see you hovering, we know. <laughs> so, um, anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll move on past that, folks, because there are too many mental images that I'm getting now that are just not going to be appropriate. Um Next to the guy that I that we came up with, and it, it was based around the Fourth of July, and that's why I thought it would be good too. Is I tweeted out uh, that I had uh, just finished a quick power nap, and uh, Dorothy Yamamoto replied back that would be a good subject because I said I'd finished a power nap and I was now ready for the real nap. I had <laughs> power nap my way up to the point to to having a real nap, and I think you know I I've come to believe, and maybe this is just age. I don't know. But I really think that if you can squeeze in, they've done studies around this, and you Google it, you'll find tons of opinions. That I think a, a you know a quick you know t- uh, fifteen or twenty minute nap would really be good for a lot of people to help them stay more alert, more focused well, throughout the day. I mean, I wish I could I had the ability to do it every well, day. Well, I see. I kind of end up doing that because I'm part of it is self inflicted. I I sleep oh four maybe five hours a night just because i've tried to go to bed earlier but then you just wake up during the night and then you toss and turn and then you go back to sleep and then you're just going getting into a good sleep when the alarm goes off so i found i I, like i said i've tried uh the sleep longer it just doesn't work so about four or five hours but then when the afternoon rolls around if i get up have to get up at like four or thirty in the morning to go to work when school starts i'll come home at two o'clock and I'll uh, sit down and take a nap, and it's probably more for uh, more than ten, fifteen minutes. It may be, you know, half an hour, maybe an hour. But I mean, I do do that, and like I say, it, that's what works for me. I don't know if it's the best, but it's what I've ended up doing, and it, it you know, I kind of make it work that way. At least that you know, I feel like I'm getting most of the sleep in that I need. I I mean, I like the idea of doing it. it like it doesn't, unfortunately. Uh, and I'm not complaining, I just have a lot of commuting and everything else that my schedule just doesn't allow for. I try to get six hours every night of sleep, six to seven hours. Um, That usually works best, and that way I'm not too tired during the day. Uh, But I will admit that just before we got on here and started recording, I was watching a video, uh, a World War II uh, video, and I was sitting there, and I just dozed off for about five, maybe ten minutes. And you know what? I even like talking to you guys after that little power nap. It, it you know made it much more refreshing and made being around uh, you two much more enjoyable than it would have been sure. would have been before. But I think it's interesting, Mark. What's your feelings on naps and power? I nap? I never power nap. Um, I've never had that skill of just being able to you know lay back in the lounge and just relax and just close the eyes and, and drift off and, and have that little break. I've always sort of been, you know, have to we go just to bed lost to Mike. sleep. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike, you that? Wake up, Mike. Uh, 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 oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I have um, no problem with that, so. You know, look, I, 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 I've always been, you know, bed's about being bed, but I have seen different interviews and that with, uh, you know, different world leaders over the years and, and pop stars, film stars, all that kind of stuff, where they're living a world of, of, you know, in this time zone they've got to be awake and that time zone they've got to be awake. I mean, look, as a podcaster that goes around the world, 
um, you know, getting up at 4 a.m. so that I can have the UK guys on the show would work. But uh, I've got Peter to get <laughs> to stay up at, at 3 a.m. in the morning to do it for me. Um, God bless Peter. Yeah, I, I've got to I've got to give him a big high five. He's uh, he's fantastic. But um, no, look, I, I just I I've never done the power nap thing. I I think it's an interesting thing. I would like to be able to do it. The the only problem. I've got is, you know, I, I sort of look, oh, am I wasting time? And I know that might sound really, really silly and, and probably stupid, but I, I sort of look at it, I'm sleeping the day away, I'm sleeping my life away, and then I go and sleep again at night. I think if you threw power naps in and reduced nighttime sleep, uh, then that, that could work. But having the same amount of nighttime sleep plus the power naps, I'm not sure. Plus the other thing, sometimes... You know, as Mike said, you'll wake up and, and so forth, or the alarm will go off and then you'll think, oh, I don't really have to get up today, so I'll, I'll just stay here for another 20 minutes. You doze off for an hour, call it a power nap, if you will, and then you wake up and you're more tired than when the alarm woke you up in the first place because your body's out of sync with the time that you normally wake up. So I think the power nap, you've got to work it into your personal daily schedule and, and see where it fits. Um, because I, I just know with me, if I have too much or too little, I'm, I'm zonked. If I have the perfect amount, which is around about five hours each night, then I'm fine. Yeah. For, well, for me, the power nap has to, there's a couple criteria. Um, it has to occur before about 4 PM and during the day. Otherwise it's going to screw up me trying to go to sleep that mm-hmm. night. And most of the time, those are only about, they're between 15 minutes to, they have gone as long as maybe 45 minutes, but 15 to 25 minutes is what I'm talking about when I say a power nap. And it's just enough to kind of put the little, uh, the, the rose back in my cheeks or whatever you want to call it, you know, refresh me a little bit. So I've got the energy to power through the rest of the day and then still go to sleep at night and get a decent amount of sleep. And you know, I, I, in, some, and I, in some countries, they do do siestas. Oh yeah, yeah, it's very popular in uh, Latin America. I know. Yeah, uh, so I mean, there's there's some evidence, I guess, to say that you know what, taking a bit of time out somewhere midway through the day, not just a lunch hour, but you know, a few hours to you know have a break, have lunch, have a rest, and then go back to it and work a little bit later into the day. Um, you know, that that kind of makes sense. I mean, Kevin, you've got a, a, a – and Mike, too, you're both on sort of more schedules where you've got to be there at certain times and clock off at certain times. Uh, someone like me who works from home, I can sort of clock in and out whenever I like. Um, so it suits different careers as well. It, it wouldn't necessarily suit everyone's career and, and – or, you know, whatever they do in their day. Yeah, I, I – I know that, but I also know people that used to uh, do the old George Costanza thing uh, and crawl up under their desk and doze at work, and they would set <laughs> alarms. Now, they didn't have quite the setup that George Costanza set up in his desk there at uh, when he worked for whoever it was the New York Yankees, I guess is where he was working. Uh, George Costanza being the character on Seinfeld, for those that don't know. Um, but I do know people that used to uh, – I had one coworker. This has been years ago now. Every day at lunch, you'd wonder where he was. He'd curl up under his desk, and he'd sleep for about 20 minutes, or 20 minutes, maybe a half hour, and then come out. 
I, I did it occasionally, especially when I worked outside more. I would eat, eat a quick lunch and then go out in the truck and relax in the truck where it was quiet and peaceful, away from everybody. And I would take a quick power nap because there wasn't anything else I was going to be doing. I mean, you know, well, I was, so it doesn't I, hurt. I I do that at school. Uh, you know, and my, my problem, part of my problem is I do that uh, split shift thing two weeks uh, from 5.30 in the morning till 2 o'clock at night and then two weeks from 2 o'clock till 10.30 at night. So, you know, that's going to kind of mess with my sleep schedule a little bit. But, you know, no matter which shift I have, I have a half hour break for dinner, so I'll eat my food, put my feet up on the uh, desk, and lean back in the chair and take a you know a quick nap. That kind of helps me once in a while. So I do do it, do it do it during the day, but I I do have a pro tip here for everyone who wants to try a power nap. Don't do it while you're driving. It tends to freak out your passengers. <laughs> yes, as the old saying goes, I want to die quietly in my sleep like my grandfather, not like the other people that were riding in the car he was driving. They were dying screaming. So <laughs> there's an old joke about that. So, But anyway, well, it sounds like you know we're kind of in favor of it if it fits the work schedule. I mean, I know other people like you, Mark, that work from home, and they manage... They'll, you know, they'll, they kind of work, the couple that come to mind, they'll work like, they'll do like a three or four hour stint, and then they might go do a couple chores or maybe take a power nap or something. Um, and then they'll come back, they'll do a couple more hours, and they go off and do something. And they'll, they actually end up putting in a pretty long day uh, mm-hmm. when, when you combine all the different groups of hours because they're not as uh, tied to a desk and a physical place. Yep. as somebody is so i i think it is there's i'll try to remember to find the life hacker article uh or point life hacker pointed to another article where there was a study about power naps and i'll try to remember to put that in the show notes for people to look up but i think it is interesting i remember as a kid how much i fought taking a nap and mm-hmm. you know almost I'm, every, I'm still that kid kevin uh, and right now, I don't I, want my afternoon nap. I used to hate doing the afternoon naps. No, I don't want to. I want to play with my blocks and my cars and whatever else I had. I want to eat my Legos. Leave me alone. That's right. You know, I, I'm going to throw a curveball out because um, there's something that I did that isn't a power nap, but something that could also be classed as a, a resetting of the mind and the, the mental status during the day, and that's meditate. Um, I do meditate um, anything up to a couple of times a day. Um, and that, whilst it's not sleep, does relax you, you switch off, and, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Have you guys tried meditation in the past? Would you say it? You know, if you have, would you say that the power nap is is better than meditation or about the same? I've never well, tried it. Well, every time I try to meditate, I end up sleeping. So <laughs> uh, that does happen. I, look, yes. I, I will admit there has been times when I've had a busy, busy day, and I'm like, okay, I, I just need to meditate for a bit, and then I'll sit there do a ten minute session, and then all of a sudden, half an hour later, ah, uh, oh, what happened there? <laughs> And yeah. I think that's something else that I'm concerned about too with the, these power naps is unless you set an alarm for yourself to wake up, it's so easy to just keep sleeping if you're really that tired. Yeah, and you know, I think when you say meditate, I'm, I'm, the first thing pops to mind is the stereotypical sitting there, oh, mati pod me, oh, me, legs crossed and all that. And I know that's not true. I, 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 I cannot cross my legs like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> that 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 ship sailed long, long time ago. Uh, that 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 ship never reached the shore. That just that's always been a, a dream. Oh, I no. can't do that. Oh, no, I, I used to always be able to. Uh, that's part of what's wrong with my knees now. The way I used to be able to contort my knees and my legs, I could bend my legs around behind me almost um, at the knee, and it was anyway whole different story. But um, I think at times the the meditate because uh, like on the weekends sometimes I might go out and sit on the uh, in the porch swing underneath my deck, and it's just uh-huh. quiet, and I I. I've dozed off a couple of times, but sometimes it's just sitting there in the quiet. Yeah, you know? and, and that's what meditation is. I mean, all, all meditation is really, and the way I do it, is it structures you to sit there and just either listen to a bit of background music or listen to a, a, a voice just, you know, talking you through the steps. But it can be, as you said, go and sit out in the sun on a lovely day with no technology, no phone to be interrupted, no computer, n- not even a book. Just take yourself, sit down, and sit there for 10, 15 minutes. You might even find that you'll sit there for an hour, and then you'll feel so much more rejuvenated. Um, and meditation is, is very different for, for everyone. I mean, I use an app called Headspace. Um, it's a subscription-based, but you can get a 14-day um, a free trial anyway, which I, I did, and then I was very happy with it, and I've used it now for 18 months. Um but you don't need to do that. You can just, as Kevin said, you can go and sit outside and relax. Or as Mike said, you know, at the end of lunch, you can just sort of, you know, eat your lunch quickly, sit there, close your eyes. And, you know, whether or not you go into sleep or you remain conscious, that's up to you, I guess. So, you know, meditation, you generally try to stay at some conscious level. Um, but, you know, conscious enough so that you've got the, the fight or flight um, you know, you, if you hear someone knock at the door, bingo, you can go and and, uh, and stop it if you need to. But not enough that where you're asleep and you would ignore well, sounds like like knocking at a door, for instance. Or like a fire alarm or somebody paging mm-hmm. me over the internet. Yeah, so I kind of, I try to stay in that, you know, in-between state. But you're sitting there saying something about just sitting there and doing nothing. I mm-hmm. find that, I find that icky. I just, I, you know, if I'm, unless I'm napping, I just can't sit there and do nothing. I have to, you know, either be it's, on it's the computer a skill. planning. Yeah. No, or a sickness. I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> no, I, you know what? It's a bit of both because you've really got to work at it. It's so, so easy to go, you know what? I just want to check Twitter. I just want to check Facebook. I just want to do an email. Oh, you know, and then you get something in your head. And this is one of the things where you've got to train your mind to slow down and stop with meditation because you'll get something pop into your head and you go, oh, I want to look up YouTube and, and see a video about that. And you're there going, oh, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Back, breathe. And you concentrate and you count your breaths. Slow and your roll, gotta, dude. Slow your yeah, roll. You've, you've got to keep coming back to a balancing area and I'll, I'll be quite honest sometimes I I succeed and I have a, a great uh, 10 minute break other times I'm, I end the 10 minute session and I'm like oh boy that was a waste of time because you know I really just wanted to do this and that and something else it is I class it a skill because you've got to work at it to perfect it and I, in honesty I get I've got better over the years of doing it but I, I think it could take you know a decade or longer to really 
you know, be able to knock that on the head and say, right, now I'm going to meditate, boom, and gone, and and you won't be back for 10 minutes. Well, I don't know. For me, I think trying to quiet my mind is a little like trying to shut down a nuclear generator. It can probably be done, but it's a long, slow, painful process. Yeah, and look, so, Some people don't want it either. I mean, look, I, no. I've done it because I suffer with anxiety quite badly, so it helps me uh, with social anxieties and stuff like that. Um, but if I didn't have that, I'd be going, oh, you know, I, I don't really want to do that. So, I mean, look, you know, something comes up. So, for instance, if we're planning to go somewhere and I'm a little bit anxious about it, whatever it may be, I'll sit down before we, we go and, and, and do whatever it is uh, for the 10 minutes. And then I notice that I've got just more energy, more uh, courage, I guess, um, to actually just go through and, and not let little things bother me. Um, I tend to be someone who lets the little tiny things bother me a lot rather than concentrating on the bigger picture. So by using the meditation in that way, I can then concentrate on more of the important things than getting stuck in a, a hole of worrying about crap that may never happen. Um, and and that's, that's the whole problem with anxiety. It's one of those things you question everything and it's annoying. So anything that can settle me down because i'm a bit like you mike i i'm always thinking i, I might be sitting there you know I'll, I'll watch a uni lecture for instance and i'm thinking oh but i want to see what kevin and mike are doing on twitter or i want to watch this video on youtube or it, it's so easy to get distracted my mind ADD. needs i i, I do right. i need to be focused otherwise i go through the day and i'm, I'm the type of person who oh, you know what i'll just do this quickly i'll, I'll do that quickly and then all of a sudden, I get to the end of the day, and it's 4 p.m., and I'm like, and then I start getting the shits with myself and everyone around me because I'm like, I've just wasted my whole day. I haven't really achieved what I set out to do in the morning. I haven't been focused. And, and this is why I, I hear a lot of people going, get a to-do list and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you've got to be focused and you've got to stick well. to that list. It, you know, so, again, it's like the meditation. You've got to be focused and do it. And I think going back to the power nap, it's like that as well. You've got to be focused to make that part of your life, not just a periodical thing that you do. Well, I think for me, the the thing with the power nap, what lets me do it sometimes is when I feel like I've got so many things going on and I just, I want to try to focus and it's meditation really. And I do go to sleep doing it or I like mm -hmm. sleep anyway, because I want to focus. I try to focus my brain in on one simple thing and my brain says, oh, okay, you want to concentrate on that. All right, we can slow down. We can turn off the thought about, oh, I need to go do this. I need to go do that. I need to be typing up this, or I need to be calculating that. And my brain slows down enough that I do drift into that light sleep state. Well, you see, at work, you know, you, uh, Mark, you were talking about being anxious and letting little things bother you. You know, when you're cleaning up after people, there's lots of little things that drive me up a wall. But my mm -hmm. strategy has always been, and I mentioned it here before, is podcasts. Because if I'm listening to a podcast, you can concentrate on that. Because a lot of this stuff is mindless stuff. Once I you know, know what yeah. I'm doing, I can just do that. And so that's what I do to keep me from you know, going insane and probably killing people because <laughs> I do I do get frustrated because really you couldn't flush, you couldn't pick up your clothes in the locker rooms, you know, whatever. You, you know, a lot of things that mothers say a, a, a lot. Um, but, you know, I just do that. And then so that these things don't bother me as much, they still 
well, piss me off. But, you know, it's not as bad because there'd be times before, you know, like I said, I started doing uh, listening to podcasts and stuff. I would really get myself worked up and, and just, you know, frankly turned into a little tyrant. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but I do that to kind of, you know, distract me from things. Um, and, you know, um, I had another thought there too, and of course that went away. But you know, I, I do some of those things at work that just kind of uh, make things a little bit easier. And oh, I guess the other thing I was going to say is too, you know, I get a little anxious in cer- certain social situations. But I've kind of solved that problem by well, just being an asshole, and <laughs> then I'm not so worried about it anymore. But you know, to each their own, and maybe that's why I don't get invited any place, which kind of solves my social anxiety problem. There you go, problem fixed. Well, you know, the funny thing is, too, with social anxiety, I remember growing up, I used to worry about, you know, having to get up and speak in front of groups of people, even, you know, a group of three or four people. And now I am perfectly comfortable getting up and speaking in front of my entire company of 250 Mm -hmm. people. I don't even think anything about it, as long as I know, kind of have a, a grasp of the material. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'll talk. I'll make some jokes. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll banter back and forth, and 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 I can do it. But social anxiety can really be crippling in some situations for certain people. Right. Well, maybe I should yeah, clarify. So I maybe I shouldn't say I'm an asshole, but I can be. I just kind of think, well, abrupt. Yeah, well, abrupt, or this is me. You know, like it or leave it. Uh, I just some people might call it self-assured. Some people might call it arrogance. I don't know, uh, but I just have kind of adopted the idea of I'm not going to worry so much about what other people think. I, I'll try and you know fit within the social norms, but you know I'm not going to sit there and try to please people. I've just kind of decided uh, I'm going to be who I am, and I you know I I have a group of people around me, so I figure I must not I must be doing it reasonably right. Um, you know, it's not like I'm a, a been ostracized out of the community or whatever. Well, um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it seems to work. And I guess everybody has to develop their strategy. And you know, my my daughter has anxiety sometimes. Well, you know, um, she called me up uh, yesterday. I guess it was because she was well, kind of having an, an anxiety attack at that moment because the. She works at a title loan company, and right next to it is a Taco John's. And apparently, a CO2 tank at the Taco John's exploded right next door. Ooh. It was probably pretty loud, and so she's just kind of freaking out. I'm just trying to calm her down. Okay, you know, thanks to this logically, was anybody hurt? You know, uh, you know, and just tried to. And it is she. You know, it seemed to work. She seemed to you know calm down. But you know, I think we all have to find our little tricks to deal with, you know, certain situations and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I agree, and I I um I, I don't listen to as much podcasting as I did a couple of years ago. I tend to listen to more audio books and and more music now, and certainly that does it. You know, I I find I've got my certain playlist that you know if I'm feeling oh geez I you know I need to distance myself in my mind, then I've got the playlist that I turn well. to and stuff like that. So you do find your own little vice, um, right? Well, and the thing that, that works I- for you. Yeah, well, and the thing I do too, because like by the end of my shift, um, I'm kind of my tail is starting to drag. I am getting a little tired, so I have this playlist called Fast, which is um, 
you know, I, I, I maybe suffer from my own version of OCD. I like certain songs, but I have this fast playlist, and you know, I, I listen to it over and over again. Uh, but I do like the songs. I have my own little mental thing I go on when I when I'm listening to the song, and that kind of pumps me up enough to keep me going and get me through the day. So you know, I have all these Jedi mind tricks that I play on myself to. Hmm. Uh, you know, to get things done. Now, if I could just figure out how to make that mop move by itself, kind of Yoda-like, and I could just sit there, that would be, like, awesome. But Well, I think the, the self-mopping thing is uh, you need to get yourself a Roomba, a wet Roomba or something like that. Well, I'm afraid if I do that, though, they're going to say, we need you. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah you know I change the batteries <laughs> in the Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll bring you in once a month. Oh, boy. This may not end well. Yeah. You don't want to give up too much to the machines. No, so. no. Okay, well, you know, I think that's good. I mean, we, we've all got different views. It, I think we're in favor of it. It's just different approaches to the same, with the same end result. It's that mm-hmm. shutting down and getting, uh, refocusing and recentering yourself, I think is the correct term, to, to get back. Whether it is a physical nap or whether it's meditation or whether it's uh, losing yourself in even a book or, or something like that, that does help people, you know, refocus themselves. Or if it's listening to a podcast, whatever. I think that it, I think it is a good idea. Um, Let me ask you guys, with the idea of refocus, let's go pre-internet era and pre-connecting with everyone, uh, because obviously pre-internet we didn't know each other. I mean. What five? Well, maybe we've known each other for five net, uh, five years now. But uh, say ten years ago, we didn't know who each other was, and now we've got this relationship that goes across borders and around the world, and and it's magical, it's wonderful, it's fantastic. But how much does the always on internet, always on demand, everything's on demand? If we want a movie, we can watch it right now, whether it's movie time or not, and and we don't have to work into a program schedule. Uh, if we want to call someone on the other side of the world, as long as they're awake, um, you know, we can call them, get them in on the call. Hey, let's call Peter. Let's put him on the show. Um, you know, we can do all of this. <laughs> I mean, <Peter>. how, <laughs> how, how much of this do you think has sped up our lives to where we now need to talk more about meditation, more about power naps and so forth? Because sometimes I, I think stupidly perhaps, oh, I want to cut the cord. Let's switch off. Let's turn everything off. Go back to the 1980s, 1990s, where it was simpler, where we didn't have the social networks. We didn't have all the world's information at our fingertips via Google, where we didn't have YouTube to just (laughs) watch one video, watch another, watch another, watch another, watch another, and two hours later, ooh, this is the real world. Um, ooh, ooh, toilet, need to go to the toilet. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering how much you guys think. I'm worried uh, about you how, watching YouTube now and not forgetting to go to the bathroom. <laughs> now, look, you, you know what I mean, though. We, we have so much going on from so many different angles. Do you think that's played at all into us now needing to then focus on being relaxed because I I just think back to the 90s and and I think, okay, you know, I'd I'd relax, I'd put a CD on and I'd sort of sit there and I'd look at the booklet and admittedly I still do that to this day, but I don't do it nearly as much. And I just wonder how much that time is being missed because we're always on, always connected, and there's always something to do. Is it too much? um, I... I want to say for us to cope with. I don't know. I think it depends 
I don't know. I'm trying not to make this local or you know regional or whatever, but I don't know. I mean, I do have all that stuff, but I really don't have – I don't see it as an addiction. I mean, I look at things quite often, but – you know, I can, well, I'll, I'll take the dog out for a walk and, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't, uh, I sometimes I'll check Twitter just so I can get caught up. It's not something that I have to do. Um, you know, I don't, but you know, I, what I'm trying to say is, I guess, you know, we, I was raised, I'm not in like a, a, a metropolitan area where you kind of have that go, go, go mentality out here. Mm-hmm. I want to say life is a little slower, perhaps, um, you know, we're not. Well, I, I yeah, you know, I'm having trouble putting it in the words, but I think it's sort of a different mentality, a different, uh, and maybe it's not just not the region, but you know, maybe it's the job. You know, I'm a custodian. I, you know, I, um, I need to get things done, but it's not like you know, I have this merger that I got to, you know, jump on a plane and do this and go that and do the, everything else. It's kind of like you know, I have things that I know I need to get done. Sometimes there's a schedule we got to follow to get things done, but you know, for the most part, as long as stuff gets done within a reasonable time frame, nobody cares too much. Maybe it's, you know, how we, maybe it's our job, maybe it's how we approach things uh, and just kind of what we're used to. Because, you know, even on the farm, uh, I was raised where, you know, you worked from sun up to sundown, but you mm-hmm. kind of threw some moments in along the way. So, I mean, really, you know, farming is, especially during harvest time, is go, go, go. There's that push and that rush to get things done, but then you do find those moments, like when it rains, you take some time to you know kick back and relax, or you know you, you find your moments. But maybe it, it's mm-hmm. sort of the way that you know you were brought up. You look for those little moments, those little um, oases during the day that you can stop and do something. And maybe we just need to train ourselves to to look for them and not always be you know on the go all the time when you don't have to just find those times when you just you just have to look and see well i don't need to be busy now why don't i just take a few minutes and and do it but i don't know about the always on thing i mean i have my internet with me and i i can step away if i want to but i don't you know i don't so you've got self-control mike i probably don't have (laughs) self-control well i I, I think we've probably established that what i like to do is you you know sort of i'll take a a paper-based book and and read that and put the iphone somewhere else so that i I don't have access to it Um, but if i'm on the iphone reading a book and a message comes in oh boy it just (laughs) my mind goes elsewhere yeah, no, I I understand that, and I think um, I what I do is I, I when I don't want to be connected or if I want to disconnect, I can. I don't think I don't have to. It's you know, it's it's just a matter of okay, I got some time here. What do I, how do I want to use it? And I find myself more and more trying not to use it in a um, technology related fashion. Um, I try to, you know, spend the time with the kids, even if it's just, you know, playing a game or playing, even playing a video game. Because lately I've been going to the game store and getting some great bargains on used games, previous or previously owned games, whatever the heck you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm getting them for, as, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I got uh, Assassin's Creed 3. It came out, it was $60. I got it for 10 bucks. The point mm-hmm. is, though, the experience of spending time with my kids to go do that even though you can say, well, that is electronic, that is online. Yeah, but the experience where we just went and talked and shopped and did that together and spent time as 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 dad and children, 
that was the part that I enjoy the most, and it's worth that ten bucks I spent just to get that time to spend with my kids. And mm-hmm. frankly, I haven't even played the damn game that I bought yet. <laughs> I just, you know, I bought it because it's something I wanted. Maybe at some point when we have nothing else to do, I'll sit down and do it. I bought another game a, a little bit before that that I think I got for three bucks. It was a, a World War Two flying game. You know what? The fun that I've had with my son when we went and picked it out and looked at it, talked about it, and then the few times that we played and the rest of the family sitting around laughing at us because the hell with reading the manual. We just jumped in and tried to play the game. We're trying to figure out how to fly the planes and we're we're taking off and immediately crashing. He was shooting me while I was trying to take off and, you know, all this. <laughs> you know, just, well, it, it was the whole family got something out of a $2.98 disc for well, the week. It's like this weekend that my two boys came home from Watertown and they stayed with us for the 4th of July. And uh, my one son went to the um, all-school reunion here, but the other one isn't interested in that. So him and I, we, we've got a Minecraft server set up downstairs in the basement here. He brought his laptop along. We sat in the living room there, each on our own laptop, and was playing uh, uh, Minecraft, and so part of it is cooperation. You know, he's going to build some roads and do this kind of stuff. So, you know, we talked back and forth. We were doing electronic stuff, but, you know, we were interacting, we were talking, we were doing things like that. Uh, and then, you know, there's times too, um, but, you know, then we dis- did disconnect. We went to the fireworks down in my hometown in Willow Lake, which is about a half-hour drive from here. On the way down there, we stopped at the farm. We walked around there, you know, uh, kind of looked the buildings over, looked a little bit, took some pictures, went to my hometown, drove around there. So, you know, we did disconnect. We did do those sorts of things. I think it just depends upon how you do it. So, you know, it's, it was a mix of electro, electronical, modern age stuff and good old-fashioned, you know, just driving down the country road stuff. It all depends on how you approach it, I guess. But yeah, yeah maybe I just need to get out more. That might be it. I, all jokes aside, I think you're exactly right. You know, my thing is, because I spend so much time away from home be, working and commuting, that I look for the little things around the house <laughs> to do and the are the little trips that I can take with the with my kids or my family or all of us to go do something. It's become, a, and this is going to sound ridiculous, it's become quite the joy for my son and I to go to the dump to take trash on Saturdays. It's a whole little thing that we do. It's it's his and my time together. Uh, uh-huh. And we enjoy it. And, Thanks. you know, I have my phone with me if something comes up, uh, you know, if work needs something or, you know, something goes awry or if my wife needs me to stop and pick up something. So it, it, it's how you manage the, that interaction, and I think in your case, Mark, you you may really need to get out more and experience some other things. Yeah, I certainly working from home is always a challenge. Um, you know, one one good example is, is right now it's the school holidays, uh, so I've got the kids with me every day, all day. So you kind of your appreciation of, of because you're not at home all the time, then coming home and spending time with the kids. Well, I'm the opposite. I want to get away from the kids. So when Gretel gets home and, and on weekends, it's like, okay, what can I do? Let me get out of here. <laughs> you know, I know that sounds probably really bad, but you do need a break sometimes to just do your own thing as well. Um, and may, some people may say that's selfish, but I think it's important to also have your own interests. Um, so, yeah, one of those things. Just got to work towards, I guess. Yeah, it's, it, it is... But it, it just like the uh, meditating, power napping, whatever, it's a skill set 
that we as geeks have to work at and come up with and, and adapt it to each you know there isn't a generic answer I don't think I don't think mm. we can say one thing where it fits for everybody uh, and it goes all the way back to what we were talking about at the beginning there's not going to be one type of law or one type of thing that's going to fit for everybody you've got to it should be a framework that you can work within to make sure that everybody's needs are met and that everybody is as happy as they can be within that framework so I guess that's the that's my way of summarizing it. But but anyway, and now we bring it into uh, philosophy corner here. Yes, <laughs> philosophy <laughs> corner one hundred and one. So, uh, last thing I wanted to cover this week on the show, I, which was uh, when I said it in the pre-show, uh, Mike got all perked up and bristles came up and his beard stood out on end and his mm. every his it, eyes came out of his head was something I I usually stay away from. But over the last few days, I've delved back into, and that's uh, ad blockers in specific when I'm talking about it, but browser plugins all together. Yes, and that's Mike making that growling noise. Yes. Kevin, do you go and and put them on, or? Well, okay, so here's the thing. I was, there's one site that I, that I, oh, heck, it's weather.com. It's the Weather Channel site here in the United States. Uh-huh. The ads had gotten so annoying and obnoxious on that site that I could not take it anymore. So I, I wanted to see, because I use Chrome a lot, I wanted to see what I could do, you know, when I'm on multiple machines. At home, I use Safari more than I use Chrome, but I'm not going to go into that. So I, it's just so annoying that I got to do something. So I put in AdBlock Plus on all the Windows machines that I use, where I use Chrome. And you know what? I like it. I like it a lot because it there's still some quasi ad content, but it gets rid of some of the annoying crap that was just like. I can't even find the one piece of information I want to find. I understand people have to make money, but holy shit, you got to make it so I can find what I came to your site for. I'm not going to come to your site, and you're not going to get the views anyway. So Yeah, I'm having a look at weather.com now, and, and you know they've got pretty much as many ads as, as any other website doing news or you know stuff uh, providing information would have. I think my only concern with ad blocking software would be malware. Um, the you know you've got to find the software that you can trust because you've got to remember that anything you add to a web browser can potentially expose or access things like passwords for websites and so forth. Um, because remember the password. So for instance, if you're in Safari, they're kept just behind your administrator password. And they're in text-only format. So, I don't know. I start to look at those third-party ad-blocking things, and I start to go, hmm, I don't really want that on my Mac because, geez, I don't want to open any security holes that are possibly there. I know that, um, like Safari, and and I'm sure Chrome does, they've got basic ad filters and and stuff. Um, But I, I guess it depends what you're looking for too. I, I suppose that's where maybe apps have become good from that side of the fence um, is that you can sort of buy an app and then have the information fed to you and then it's it's not... Um, you, you, know, you can still get ads in them as you guys know. Yeah. But 
it's not like what we're describing on the the computer where it's everywhere and and things will pop up in the browser and you go, I don't want that. And then you can never find the close or the minimize button. And then, uh, you know, you've got other things where videos start playing. You know, it's like, hold on, whoa, 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 I don't want a video to play. <laughs> it, it is out of control and it is really, really bad. Um, so, I, I mean, I can't blame you for it. My only thing is I'd be concerned about malware and, and spam stuff and, you know, just oh, well, oh, yeah, I'm very security cautious. stuff. Yeah, no, right. I understand. Mike's bursting, it seems. I yeah. got to let him well, go. <laughs> Sorry, well, Mike. <laughs> no, that's okay. And, well, you know, the reason I was growling, and even though we have an explicit tag here, I will try to control myself because I'm so frustrated. Just, you know, a couple hours before we podcast, the neighbor called me up. You know, the, the lady I've talked about before that had the 76 tabs open in Firefox. Um, nice lady, but, you know, she said uh, she couldn't get on the Internet. Well, I went over there, and what it was was that Internet Explorer wouldn't work. Well, I got to looking, and there was about three or four toolbars in there that had gotten installed. Yes, mm-hmm. oh, toolbars irritate the crap out of me. Oh, especially, me especially for non-computer people, because it's kind of like, oh, you know, I'll click on this. And, or, mm. you know, and I don't know that she's had it, because I've kind of told her, you know, uh, I think she was having the ones that popped up. Oh, my computer might be at risk. And I said, I just kept it real simple. I said, if it doesn't come from the lower right-hand corner on a Windows machine, it's probably crap. Don't click on it. Just run away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she still gets those toolbars in there because I would click on uh, Internet Explorer. It would load the page, but then it would say, Internet Explorer is suddenly uh, quit. And you get the little bar going across, and it just, you know, craps out and dies. Um and so, like I say, I went into uh, ad programs and went through there, and there was about three toolbars and, you know, something else in there. I got rid of them, and when I left, you know, you could start it up and it would work. So it's just that kind of stuff for the people in general. I mean, I don't mind going over and helping her out, but it just bugs me that the average person has to try and figure this crap out on a computer because they just want to get on there. They want to, you know, do Facebook. They want to do, you know, what normal people would do on there they don't want to have to be computer admins and this stuff and uh you know and they don't want to have to try and decipher all this may be good uh, you know may actually be useful for me and this may actually be crapware or something's going to put something on there that you know they don't want and it just i don't know how you know you can protect you know the muggles out there of the world the ones that we have to provide computer support for what you could do to keep all that nonsense from getting installed in their computers so yeah i see you have a visitor there <laughs> yes my, my little kitten. mike has a kitten crawling around behind him and i'm i'm just laughing at while well, i'm watching this mike sitting there talking and this cat's just kitten's just bob, bobbing in and out of the picture constantly folks you should see it it's quite hilarious <laughs> um but i mean my thing was this this has just reached a point and the youtube ads and stuff that were coming up like you'd be watching, let's say a thirty-minute YouTube video on, like I was talking about, I was watching something. This is really geeky. I was watching something on the uh, World War II USS Yorktown, the first the CV five and CV ten carriers, and all the stuff behind that. But before I put this ad blocker in, and it's AdBlock Plus is the one I use, and I was very careful. I, uh, you know, I did a little bit of research before I jumped in, um, and I haven't done anything in Safari yet, but. Um, it used to have these little pop-over windows, you know, that YouTube puts on. And you could see the little yellow marks in the timeline. And some of these videos would have 15 or 20 of these little marks 
where it was going to pop up an ad at this point, pop up an ad at this point. And I said, well, let me put this ad block plus in. All the little yellow lines went away. All the pop-ups went away. So, again, it's an experiment. I I have never been one for browser plugins, toolbars. I don't know how many people's computers I've gone through and fixed and cleaned up toolbars that you know and the browser helper objects as they you know they call them or whatever you want to call. It. God, I, I had to, my poor father-in-law was looking for a recipe for something and got some wicked one installed and. It took me probably 30 minutes to rip that one out by the roots and, and get his machine back working again. And and he didn't do anything intentional. He didn't get it. He was just trying to find a recipe, and he might have clicked on the wrong part on the screen. And mm-hmm. he said, oh, let's install 5,000 pieces of shit on your machine now. And, you know, it was just, and, and he was like, I'm sorry. I said, Pop, it's okay. I said, you well. didn't do anything wrong on this is just one of those things, uh, like a drive-by. He was just trying to get to a right. a biscuit recipe or something, if I remember correctly. And I was like, it's okay, Pop. And, and I say biscuits in the U.S. term, meaning a, a roll-like Biscuits item. and gravy. Yeah, that type of thing, not a cookie. Um, right. But, I mean, it happens. And I do think it's a shame that the muggles out there, as you say, uh, have to deal with all this crap and, you know, the toolbars that it'll install and all that stuff. And the... I guess that's where tablets are akin, though, isn't it? It's well, if you look at iPad, especially, it's so locked down that unless you put a third-party um, web browser on it, you're not generally going to have too many issues with right. toolbars and needing extensions, or you know, you'll still get pop-ups and that. It's annoying, but um, within the software itself, you can generally, um, you know, say prevent. Yeah, kill a lot. Um, so I, I think maybe that's where I, – I mean, I know that some people just, well, no, I need a computer or I want a computer. Chances are they generally don't. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people I know that don't even have a computer now. They just have their, their iPhone or, or an iPad, and that's what they, they use because what they want to get out of the internet and out of technology – those devices work well. Um, of course, then every time they need something deeper, they, they come knocking on my door. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, that's a simpler way if we're offering someone advice on what they should be doing. It's, yeah, get off Windows, get off Mac, go tablet and um, not Windows tablet because that is just Windows. <laughs> um, you know, go lock down, go, go with iPad. Um, people who do install all these things that pop up and that they need to have the the more hand uh, handheld uh, computer experience that the iPad can offer a more controlled computing experience I think is yeah. what you're doing. and yeah, and, the, and, and with an iPad it's really easy to go in, oh flush the browser queue Boop, one button it's done it's it's yeah. e- it's easier than anything else and third party browsers a couple of them I've tried on the on uh, iOS have been crap. Even Chrome mm. on iOS is crap. Yeah, oh, I, so. I don't bother. I just keep Safari going. Well, um, I, 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 try. Do, I do have Chrome because it, if you want to test something, you kind of need a second browser. And we're always doing stuff that we need to test because you know something won't show up properly in Safari. Okay, let's have a look in Chrome. It's generally the way it works. Um, but I, I haven't come across one that I've gone, okay, 
that's so much better than Safari, I've got to use it. Now, Safari is not great either. It's got holes in it. You'd love to have more functionality. But it gets – what I like about Safari on iOS is it gets all the options out of the way until you want it. Whereas the third-party browsers, I find that you're dealing with too many buttons still on the display while you're trying to view the content and navigate the content. Yeah, and on the phone, that can be really annoying. Well, especially if you're still on like a 5 or a 5S like I am, um, you don't have that real estate to just throw away. So yeah. you, you need it as close as you can. Yep. Nope, that makes sense. So I think what we're saying is, you know, there as long as you're careful, maybe some are good. I'm also very cautious because if you put enough uh, add-ons or uh, plugins into a browser, you're going to kill the browsing experience just from it trying to load them up. You'll you'll slow it down, god awful. That's why I said mm. I haven't run any uh, plugins or anything for a browser, and I don't know how long. <laughs> um, it's the only other thing I ever had that was kind of a plugin, I guess, is. Tweet Deck, which will work within Chrome, but it's really one of those Chrome apps. You know, you go into the App Store. I've used that occasionally, but uh-huh. that's about it. So I don't, yeah, I'm not a big subscriber to these plugins or, or, or stuff like that. But I'll report back and see how my experience goes. I'll I'll keep an eye on it, and I may just yank it back out and deal with it, or do something like Ghostry or something like that that will make things a little better. We'll we'll see. But I was just curious, and I always thought it was, I thought it worth a mention. So, folks, I'm just go ahead. sorry, Kevin. I just I, I know you were going to call the the show an end just then, but I, I was just wondering off the top of my head: is there anything within like a any VPN blockers or any um, thing that you can do to the router side of things to prevent the ads from coming through? And I don't think there is, but I'm not sure. You guys may know something I don't, but. The only reason why I got that thought is because the ads, or a lot of the ads are provided by Google AdSense, for instance. So could you actually put that information in or create a virtual private network where it restricts content from that that provider, that ad provider, I guess? Um, Although I'm sure ad providers thought of that and got one step ahead and, and constantly changed their their info and addresses and stuff, but it, it just that there, there seems it, it just seems like there should be an easier way to do it, so that it, it, if you're looking at a Wi-Fi network, yeah, you don't have to then go and put software or go and manage each individual system and each individual web browser independently. It'd be good if you could just do something right straight on the router. Boom! This is what you've got to look for and block for me. Um, I don't know. Do you guys know of anything? I don't know of anything. I suspect there probably is some limited functionality. Um, even tunneling in using a VPN for work and stuff like that, it, the VPN itself is not what filters that stuff. We actually have a an appliance that is a content filtering appliance that has uh, that filters out content. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's for the legal restrictions so that you're not. You know, people aren't getting into inappropriate sites while they're at work or something mm-hmm. like that. But I'm sure there are there are things that let you do it. Uh, Mike's just posted a link there for the uh, turn your old WRT WRT enabled router into a whole house ad blocker. Oh, how interesting! Wow. And that's 
good old uh, DDWRT. I mean, I've messed around with that a little bit. I think my Linksys router actually. Hmm. My Linksys router, I, I have two routers set up here for whole house coverage. And that one's still got uh, DDWRT on it. I should try this and see what it does. You try it and let me know how it works. Because I literally the other day just put my old uh, uh, WRT router in the closet. Uh, just keeping it around as a spare. But uh, give it a try. That would be... So, yeah, Mark, maybe there is a way to do that. I mean, this was just a quick way because it was just on my nerves. It was like yeah. the nails on the chalkboard. I said, I've had enough of this crap. And the worst part was, that's the same time that that site brought up a thing. Take our survey. Give us a, your information on what you think about our site redesign. And, oh, boy, did I rip them a new one on that one. They said, may <laughs> we contact you? Will you give us your email address? I said, yep, here's my email address if you want to contact me. Because I rated their site crap. And I, you know, I'm sure I'll never hear a word from them. I have, you know, I'm convinced of that. But it, oh, you never, you never do. Yeah, it's just, but they just picked the wrong time to say, oh, we'd like to improve your experience here. Take your short survey. <laughs> Bad timing, folks. Bad timing. But there's never a good time for a survey like that. I mean, that, that's those those are one of those things where they should have a button on the website somewhere, and if someone wants to click it. Then they do because you, look, it, how many times I don't know about you guys, but I can say there's been a number of times I've done those online surveys, and I go crap, 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 crap. Your service is crap, 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 crap. Your site's crap, 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 crap. You know, it's, it's not a true indication. Um, no, you're anyway, right. You, because you don't want to do that. You just go, oh, I bought something from Amazon. Oh fuck it, I'm just one star done. You know. It's like you, you get the pop-ups in, in iOS apps, and I'm sure this is where half of the one-star reviews come from. Oh, please rate this app. Well, it comes up in the middle of doing something that I'm doing in the app, and I've only had the app for five minutes. So all of a sudden, one-star, boom. Yeah. And then generally you delete the app after that. Because it's annoying. It's like, don't ask me. If I like it enough, I'll come into iTunes and I'll give you a review. Yeah, I mean, just like, you know, I, I won't hold back when I talk about you. I mean, you know, I'll, I review you constantly on a, on an ongoing basis, Mark, so. Yeah, there's no ad blocker for Kevin, though, is there? Nope, that's where you're just lucky. Besides that, I can always get around you. I have, I know the, oh, I don't want to say it that way. I know the uh, alternative route into your mind via your wife. I was gonna say I was, yeah. I, I was gonna say I know your back door, but that just wasn't going to. Oh. Right. <laughs> well, we started with me coming out of the closet. I suppose we might as well finish with Mark's back door. So why not? Oh, jeez, I think I'm gonna have to go throw up. <laughs> oh, that even turned my hey, stomach. Hey, hey, Kevin, you you went there. I know, and I regret it now. It's one of those when the words came out. I'm going, oh no. So, put so what? So what do you have to say to the listeners? I'm sorry about Mark having a back door. <laughs> I'm sorry about coming out of the closet. So, okay. <laughs> and as usual, I'm just sorry. I don't know what for, but let's just be sorry. <laughs> just, just start. Right, on the count of three, guys, we will apologize to all the listeners. One, two, three. We're sorry. sorry. That sucked. It's as bad. For that, as too. <laughs> We're sorry for that. See, I didn't know whether you were going to go on three or after three. So, you know, I got confused. 
And then, yeah. it, it, then it took, you know, like a second or two for my brain to kick in and tell my mouth to say something. And yeah. Yeah, well, we can all just. I'm running kick on you. an old processor, so you there know. You, you're. You're. Yeah, I'm not gonna start. No, no. Stay away, Kevin. Don't touch. Leave it alone. Yeah, Whatever. you've opened up your mouth enough and inserted your feet, so That's maybe a right. good time to pause. So, folks, <laughs> I think I think with that, we'll you know, with our ADD sleep deprived fireworks exploding food government rants on add pop-up blockers we'll call this a show type of thing and uh we'll we'll let mr green tree the honorable and quite lucid mr green tree tell you where you can find out more about him wow i'm actually first for once i've been promoted yay uh check me out at markgreentree.com thank you very much and and mr mcpeak uh you and the uh, cat and the dog, where can we find out more about you? <laughs> well, as I look over here at the dog taking her power nap, and the cat hopefully wore herself out so he'll take a nap. Uh, you know, but otherwise, if you want to find out about me, uh, you know, you can. Uh, I'm DSC Chipman on Twitter, and I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M C P E E K. Ah, that's wonderful. Folks, if you want to know more about me, you can go to twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or go over to myabout.me page at forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, check us out at geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and iTunes are always welcome, and we appreciate them greatly. So, folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show. It's been a roundabout topics, but I think it was a good one this week. And please remember, if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Are you a movie fan? A film fan? Well, check out the International Film Club podcast right here on the Spotlight Network. Tim Chatton and Alex Barker dive into a different movie every time, ranging from classics to some of the newer stuff, and sometimes some obscure stuff that you actually might enjoy. So check out the International Film Club podcast right here on the Spotlight Network.